Welcome to Ebenezer Baptist Church on May 11th, 2014. Today's message is titled, Why You Desperately Need to Honor Your Parents by Pastor Isaac Whiting and is based on scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16 and Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 to 6. Well, it is Mother's Day, and our message today is entitled, Why You Need Desperately to Honor Your Parents. Let's pray together one more time as we go to God's Word. Father in heaven, we recognize that we can't understand your word or what's true about the world without your help. We are completely unable to. So we present ourselves to you and ask that you will help us now by the power of your Holy Spirit to understand your word and what you are saying to us today, to understand more about this life and who you have created us to be, and to turn the right way. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Why you desperately need to honor your parents. Here's the main point for the message this morning. The main point is this. Honoring your parents from deep in your heart is extremely important for the health of your soul and for the health of the world. Honoring your parents from deep in your heart is extremely important for the health of your soul and for the health of the world. And this is true whether or not your parents are living Whether or not you think they were good parents, it is simply true. My parents uh, were divorced when I was five years old. You can cry for me now. Boo-hoo-hoo. So sad. Actually, God has been very, very gentle with me in my life. I have had some trials, of course, like everybody, but there are far, far worse stories than mine. But my parents were divorced when I was five years old, and from that time on in my growing up, I had a lot of anger, which I've shared some before in here, and sort of a deep insecurity. And I didn't realize where that came from, probably until I was in my mid-twenties. I I just didn't make the connection. And then in prayer and in uh, reading and thinking deeply about these, I realized it was very much connected with things that had happened with my parents when I was a child. The fact that they had split up, I didn't see my dad for a long time, had changed me at a very deep level, at a level that was far below my conscious level of thought. And this is how our relationship with our parents are. On the flip side, I told you earlier about the Honor Your Parents Youth Intensive. And this was back in February and March and Six youth went through it along with me, and we did all of these practices, spiritual practices found in the Bible and church history that focus us on God, and we sought God very hard and asked him to change us into people who honor our parents more. In fact, during that time, those four weeks, I spent every single day, I spent in the morning, at night, and usually twice on the phone with one of the youth, I spent praying for my parents. 
And as I did that, even though consciously I had no recognition that my, my relationship with my parents seemed okay, especially going into it, and some people when they heard that I was doing this with the youth, they said, why are you doing the honor your parents intensive with them? You're an adult, you don't live with your parents anymore. But as I did that intensive, and my heart turned, God turned my heart more and more toward my parents. It was like peace and power began to flow in my life in ways that seemed unrelated. Prayers were answered, it seemed like, far more often during that intensive. And I was simply at peace more often. Things would happen that normally might upset me a little bit, and I was just fine. Honor your parents from deep in your heart. We all know that this is a command in the Bible to honor your parents. Now, there's a rumor out there that God just kind of makes up rules for fun. There's a rumor that God is this sort of stern, giant old man in the sky, and he doesn't like people very much, and so he makes up lots of rules that have nothing to do with reality. They are random and arbitrary for people to follow. But this rumor, as I'm sure you know, is not true. The laws that God gives us are based on reality. They are based on the fact that God knows what reality is actually like. He knows what a human being is and what we are made of and how we will function the very best. He knows it far better than we do. And so he gives us his laws which are based on reality. If there is any law which we don't understand and we think uh, isn't based on reality or is just arbitrary, it's because we don't understand what reality is really like. Today we're going to look at these two passages, Deuteronomy 5.16 and Malachi 4.5 and 6. We're going to talk about why it is so important that we honor our parents. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to do it. Let's take a look first at Deuteronomy 5.16. If you want to follow along in your Bible, that would be great. So here we are in the middle of the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments given to Moses on Mount Sinai a long time ago, maybe something like three and a half thousand years ago. And here's what it says at Deuteronomy 5 and verse 16. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and mother. It is remarkable that this is one of the Ten Commandments. I will start out by saying that it is not the most important commandment. It's not number one. That's why it comes as number five. But number five is nothing to snub your nose at, right? This is commandment number five. If there were ten things, only ten things you were going to know about life, these would be the ten that you should know. And this commandment is number five, the fifth most important thing you could possibly know about the world. Commandment number five. 
And what this commandment shows us is that honoring your parents is not just something that you do to be nice to them or even just for them. It is something that is essential to your own life. Honoring your parents is essential to the well-being of your soul. We see here in the passage that it says that if you honor your father and your mother, you will, number one, live long. When the Bible uses the word live or life, it very often, almost always, has a very robust meaning behind that word. Life doesn't just mean simply getting by, simply being alive. It means living. It means being filled with blessing and power from God. Notice the rest of the verse, that it may go well with you, that you will live an abundant life. How is it that you will live an abundant life if you honor your parents? Maybe you've thought that this verse just means, if I honor my parents, if I'm nice to them, then they'll be nice to me, maybe give me an inheritance, uh, we won't have a lot of problems in our family, and so then you know, I'll live longer and have a better life. But no, this verse is deeply spiritual. It means that your soul is connected to your parents. Your parents are, in fact, deeply connected to your identity. And we see this in a number of ways in the Bible. The connection that the Bible draws between parents and children, mothers and daughters, fathers and sons, is, in fact, the deepest connection that we see in Scripture. Think about, for example, how the Bible talks about Jesus When the Bible wants to describe Jesus as the one who is so closely identified with God that he even is God, that he is exactly like God, an exact representation of God, his identity is bound up with God, how does it describe him? As the Son of God. Because the Bible has a very high view of what it means to be a son, to be a father. That relationship verges on identity. You came into the world through your parents, and you can never escape that. They are part of who you are, whether they were great parents or not so great parents. If you are deep in your heart at war with your parents, set against them, then you are deep in your heart at war with yourself. You will never be able to fully accept and love and be thankful for who God has made you to be until you fully accept love and are thankful for who God gave you as your parents. Honoring your parents is essential for the health of your soul. Second, honoring your parents is essential, and this one is counterintuitive, I suppose, for the health of the world. Turn with me now to the very end of the Old Testament, as was read for us earlier, the last verses of the Old Testament in Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. It is remarkable that this is the very last statement in the Old Testament. It is a prophecy 
predicting the coming of Jesus, the Messiah, and also predicting the coming of John the Baptist, the forerunner, the one who would prepare the way for Jesus. And listen again to these verses. See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Or else I will come and destroy the land with a curse. In other translations, it says that if the hearts of the parents are not turned to the children and vice versa, God will be forced to come and totally destroy the land. Totally destroy the land. The word that's translated land here is also the same word that the Hebrews used for earth. He will be forced to come and totally destroy, bring complete destruction to the earth. If what? If we mess it up too badly by polluting it? If our governments aren't in the right order? No. If the hearts of the parents are not turned to the children, and the hearts of the children are not turned to the parents. These verses in Malachi have in mind a very deep unity between parents and children. When we hear these words, the hearts turn toward each other. Malachi, God, is not just suggesting that we need to get along with our parents or be nice to them. He is not actually saying anything in particular about what we need to do or how we need to act toward our parents. He is making a statement about how we need to be toward them at the very deepest level of our being. He is making a statement about our hearts. He is saying that we need to have deep thankfulness and unity with our parents. Deep love for them in the sense that the Bible uses that word. I'm sure most of us, I'm sure probably all of us, would say, if we were asked, that we love our parents. But I challenge you today, is your heart really turned toward them? Do you get excited and love it when you have the opportunity to speak with your parents? Or when you think about them or remember things about them? Do you think about and have before your mind the good things that God put in them? Or do you have other things toward your parents? It is also remarkable, isn't it, that Malachi says, God says through Malachi, that he will be forced to destroy the land, to bring total destruction on the earth if this doesn't happen. If this doesn't happen, it will mess things up so badly that he will have to wipe it away and start all over. It also must happen before people can receive the Messiah, before Jesus can come and be received by the people, they must be connected with their parents. Now, having heard those verses and thought about it for a few minutes, 
you might be asking yourself the question, why does the Bible consider this so important? Why is it the fifth most important thing you can know about the world? Why is it so important that you can't receive Jesus until it's happened? You can't fully receive the Messiah. Why is it so important that if it doesn't happen, God must destroy the world? And I want to say a couple of things here. First is this. The fundamental reality of the universe is personal relationship. The fundamental reality of the universe is not atoms, quarks, energy, matter in any way, the things that we can see, human institutions, what we do, our bodies, none of those are the fundamental level of reality. The deepest and most fundamental level of reality is personal relationship. The Bible teaches this very clearly. All reality is based on who? It is based on God. And what is God? God is love. God is three persons existing in one being who are deeply in love with each other. God is personal relationship at its very best. And he is what everything else rests upon for its very existence. He is the foundation. So, because the universe is based on personal relationship, and this relationship between us and our parents is arguably our deepest relationship that we have as human beings, If this relationship is messed up, everything else also will be messed up. If this relationship is good, it will be like life from above. It will be like life from the dead. If this relationship is good, everything good will flow in our lives. Now, there is a conflict of worldviews in our world today a conflict of how people view the world. I would say that certainly most people, and maybe even many of you, are surprised to think about personal relationship as the very deepest level of reality. Think about these couple of questions to get a better handle on this. Let's imagine that you had a church And your church maybe, not this church, this is an imaginary church now, your church maybe wasn't doing as well as you would like. I think probably every church and every person who's in a church thinks this way, that their church is not doing as well as they would like. Imagine that you had a church and it wasn't doing as well as you like. Uh, And there were a couple of problems in the church. One problem was that the church was disunited. Now, I don't mean that the people were fighting with each other or really having conflicts. I just mean that the people were not deeply united with each other. They they weren't excited when they saw each other. They didn't have deep relationships very much outside of the church programs. They were not deeply connected. Now, the other problem that the church has, this imaginary church, is that some of the programs 
maybe weren't as good as they could be. Which of these would you consider a greater problem? That the church is disunited or that the church has poor programming? If you could only fix one of them, which would you fix? The Bible is very clear about which would cause more power to flow into your church. Making your church deeply united with each other would open up the heavens. Giving your church awesome, fantastic programs might make your church famous, but that's about it. Or another question. Imagine you had a country or a whole world that had an economic collapse and it also had an epidemic of broken families. Which one is a greater problem? A complete economic collapse or an epidemic of broken families? And if you could only fix one, which one would you fix? The Bible is very clear. Ditch the money, burn the bank if you had to, in order to fix those families, because that is the fundamental level of reality. And so, how can you do it? A few words about how this can be done. Turning your heart toward your parents. Turning your heart toward your children, if you have them. First, I'd like to say emphatically that it can be done. No matter what your parents were like, even if you think they were the worst parents in the world, you can turn your heart toward them because the power has been provided for you by Jesus' death on the cross. The power of the Holy Spirit is there to help you, and it can be done. Even if you had a bad relationship with your parents and they are no longer living, maybe they haven't been living for a long time, it can still be done. And it is still essential that you do it. It can be done. But you will have to do something in order to make it happen. I recently had an amazing opportunity uh, to meet for just a few minutes with a semi-famous person in the Vancouver area. And I'm not going to tell you who this person is for a number of reasons, but if I did tell you who this person is, uh, most of you would know his name. And so I had this opportunity to meet with this semi-famous person for just a few minutes. And this person um, is not a Christian at all. And this person was asking me some questions and I, this was right at the time when I had just finished the Honor Your Parents Youth Intensive. And this person asked me just a simple question about, you know, uh, I think whatever was on the news, you know, what was going on in Ukraine? What do you think about the situation in Ukraine? And I had been doing a complete media fast with the youth, and so I hadn't watched the news in weeks, or any TV, or any songs, or books, or anything like that. And so I said, I have no idea what's going on in the Ukraine because I've been doing this other thing. And so we got to talking. Just in these few minutes, God opened a door. And as he realized I was a pastor and I'd been doing this honor your parents thing with the youth group, he started to ask me questions about his own relationship with his father. And he said this to me. He said, what would you say to someone who, you know, my father is about 
he's near the end of his life. He's in his 90s. I never really had much of a relationship with him. He was a workaholic. I don't really care to have much of a relationship with him, but sometimes it kind of bothers me. What would you say to someone like me? And I said to him two things. One, which I've already said to you this morning, that this is extremely important for the health of your own soul, that you reach a place, whatever happens with your father, whatever is in his heart, that you reach a place where you honor him deeply. And second, I told him in the very last couple of minutes that we were able to be together, I told him you have to do something. You're not just going to drift into honoring your parents if you're not already in that place. It's not just going to happen accidentally or just by you sitting around. You're going to have to do something, something probably quite intense. You're going to have to make a plan, and you're going to have to look and search for ways that other people have done this, and you're going to have to seek God, and you're going to have to carry out your plan if you really want this to happen. It won't happen on its own. As I went through that Honor Your Parents Youth Intensive, many times I thought, I bet you there are dozens and dozens of people. I benefited from it so much. There are probably dozens and dozens of people in our church who would benefit from this. But would any adult ever go through anything like this? Or would they all just say, no, I don't need that. I'm grown up now. My relationship with my, with my parents is okay. I'm just fine. Last couple of things. It's not about you. If you want to change what's, uh, your heart toward your parents, it's not about uh, what you do toward them. It's not about what they think about you or about getting them to change. It's about what's happening in your own heart. And lastly, if you want to change your relationship with your parents, you're going to have to be very honest. I'm not suggesting that you pretend that you like your parents if you really don't, or that you uh, gloss over some of the things that they have really done wrong. You will have to go deep, and you will have to be very honest about the good things and the bad things that have been in their lives. You will have to forgive them And you have to, with the help of the Holy Spirit, reach a place where you are truly thankful for who they are. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for your word to us through your servant Moses, through your servant Malachi. God, I pray that we would hear this word today and receive it deeply into our souls. God, I pray that you would make us into people who want to honor our parents so that we can have restored souls, so that you can save our souls and make us into the people that you want us to be. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.